Hello, friend, and welcome to a special Halloween episode of Hearty Dice Friends. My name is the ghost of Grant Howitt, and over here, once every full moon, is a being that turns into Christopher Taylor. Hello. 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 We are doing a... We're recording in person. So, I mean, we normally record in person, but we've met up in person today. Actual physical person. <clears throat> Actual physical person, which is why the order is a bit funny. We are, we've come together to do a special Halloween-themed episode, bracket maybe episodes, depending on how long we can, we can milk this money horse. <laughs> milk a horse? Oh, you can milk anything, given okay. time and <clears throat> sheer strength of will. And nipples. So, Those are secondary. we've asked... Uh, we asked our Hearty Dice friends on the Discord for some for some spooky questions, and they have delivered in spades. Big, spooky spades. Oh, just piling it all in wheelbarrows. Almost too many. Yeah. So, Chris. Yes. How about you ask me a question, and we go from there. I'm going to start with the first question on the list. Mm-hmm. What is the best kind of ghost? Mm, who asks this? This is from multiple Maz. Multiple Maz. Mary Hamilton. Special guest Mary Hamilton. The best kind of ghost. Well, let's let's examine what kind of ghost we've got. We've so got you, you've got your polter. You got your polter. They're more of a ghost. That's true. Yeah. Well, at, at that point, you've got your polter and your zeit yeah, and your that's news. It. <laughs> news ghost is, I believe, a conference. Is it? Yeah. Mary I went did. to it. Oh, anyway, okay. Special guest Mary. Anyway. Um, let's look at ghosts. You've got invisible noisy ghost. Yep. You've got creepy little girl ghost. Yeah, you've got appearing at the end of a corridor and walking across it, ghost, mm-hmm. which is traditionally in a wedding dress. Headless old-timey ghost? Yes, you've got the old-school ghosts. Your headless horsemen's, <clears throat> your, your dukes. Mm-hmm. Chains. Yeah. Chained fellows. I, I often think that, <clears throat> how come there aren't modern ghosts? Because that's not cool. Mm, that's true, like 80s ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts of eight kids doing nangs around the bins. <laughs> All those warnings on Talk to Frank were right. It does kill you. Yeah, but it's not It's not spooky. No. It's although, just really although sad. That should be a game we write where you like you have to put the the, the ghosts of Nang Huffing Kids to rest. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favourite kind of ghost is a... I, th- I quite like a possessing spirit. Possessor spirits are fun. Because that, that means you can mess around and, you know, pick up whatever kind of body you want. Yeah, yeah. you can you can chop and change. Yeah, I think I think possessor spirits. What about you? I don't know. I quite like the poltergeist, the noisy ghost, the noisy ghost. I much prefer the English translation, <laughs> the loud man. <clears throat> I don't mean to alarm you, but we have a noisy ghost. <laughs> you have to say it in one word, like the German noisy ghost. It's a noisy ghost. Achtung. I'm a noisy ghost. Panzerschreck. Mm. So it's really weird doing this looking at you. Yeah. I, I'd like to look at the microphone. Well, you me. can look at the microphone anyway and pretend oh, okay. it's me. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> Don't, do not stroke the microphone. <laughs> Fair. Noisy ghost. Yeah. A fun ghost. Well, you can't really do much to a noisy ghost. You can't interact with a noisy ghost. It's more like, it's, it's like, a, it's like a slow-acting grenade. Yeah, but there's, <clears throat> more often when you're looking at the plot of, of your noisy ghost. Mm-hmm. They're tied to the house. Yeah, and so it's about. I do like house as ghost. House as house as ghost mm-hmm. is a fun plot line to mess with. Yeah, because like you can't escape from the house as ghost. Exactly. You have to go and like kill it by. You have to go into the basement <clears throat> and bury the bones properly. Or How are you going to kill a house? Burn it to the ground. It's fairly simple, really. Yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah, 
let's say you can't burn it to the ground. Let's say like it's like let's say let's say you have to say you have to kill the middle floor of a block of flats. <laughs> then you're looking at your anchors of a ghost. Mm-hmm. So bones, mm-hmm. special trinkets. Yeah, dogs. Do- Maybe it really got, loved you, a live dog. You got to bury that dog. <laughs> I suppose you have to bury it in the flat beneath it. Yeah. Just put it in the downstairs flat. Cover it in silver. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Line of salt, whatever's needed. So I guess like the ideal ghost for us would be a poltergeist carrying a dog. <laughs> <laughs> now you say ideal. <clears throat> yeah. Not sure that's strictly speaking true. Okay. Well, I've got a question for you then. Go on then. Hit um, me up with your question. I'm going to. What is the best reason for ghouls? Asks Will. Uh, best reason for ghouls. Mm-hmm. Do you think he means the best reason for a ghoul's creation, or the best reason for ghouls to just be about? Uh, I think. I think. Um, let's go for the first one: ghouls' creation. I've got an answer for this in my back pocket, which I'm going to reuse oh. from an adventure I did a while ago. What's yours? I've recently done ghouls as well, so they're great, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they're just easy. So the best type of ghoul, mm-hmm. and thus the best creation type of ghoul, mm-hmm. is a Wendigo. A Wendigo? A Wendigo. Tell me about Wendigos. Wendigos are Northern American, Native mean, American. Yeah. Um, they're big, tall, rangy motherfuckers, right? Yeah, big, tall, rangy motherfuckers. But they're people who, through starvation and other things, have eaten human flesh. I like that film with Robert Carlyle in. Yes. Wendigo. Oh, fuck, what was it called? And it had Guy Pearce in it as well. I don't know. Anywho. But yes, so and the, you become a Wendigo by eating human flesh. Yeah, ravenous it was called. Ah, generally through des- desperation, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and so they're a type of ghoul, right? In the standard ghoul, but they're, they're 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 more of a lone ghoul. Traditionally, yes. I, like so, so, when I imagine ghouls, I imagine like at, at least fifteen of them boiling out of a manhole cover. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so I mean, the other half of that mm. of that question, the why why are ghouls around? Um, you're making a whole bunch of noise on me. Well, sorry, I'm, so sorry this time. I'm getting a drink because, as it turns out, it's actually fairly awkward to talk to each other face to face. So we're going to get slightly drunk. The best reason for ghouls to be around is um, meat runoff. Meat runoff? Meat runoff. I recently did this in one of my Spire games. Um, the A butcher shop was sluicing all the meat mm. from its offcuts down into the sewers. And ghouls were congregating around that. So, it's, so like, it's so they don't have to eat human flesh then. Uh, they, these they ones didn't, but yeah. they preferred it. <clears throat> what was your back pocket one? So it's from a Pathfinder adventure, which I'll be um, dining out on for years. It's called Feathers in the Web, which was a terrible name for a thing. But I wrote it when I was employed at a loss adjusters. I um, I decided that I wanted to have a spooky Pathfinder adventure. Yeah, and so I had. Um, Spider ghouls. Spider ghouls. Yeah. So they were... Um, I never really explained how the ghouls happened, but what they do is they would grab you and bite you and then vomit a load of spider eggs like as part of the same attack. Yeah. Um, and then those eggs would hatch and you would become a ghoul and then vomit. You know, so it had the sort of ghoul sickness going on. Which led to a really cool scene where the wizard got bit and we had to sort of like do some surgery. Is a kind word for what happened. <laughs> they evolved a dagger and a hoover. Yeah, pretty much. They just sort of cut open her shoulder and, and dug out the spider eggs. It was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, spy really, excellent body horror. I re- yes, I love that. So like ha- having eggs put into you is horrendous. I think having spiders as kind of a carrier yeah, of the ghoul virus. Ghouls are excellent for, for body horror because mm. not only do they attack humans, 
But they are. But humans. they are humans. Yeah, well, they and were, were once, once humans. They're that sort of delicious, killable human you can have, like a zombie. Yeah, but less silly. Yeah, and more predatory. Mm. Um, uh, a zombie isn't predatory at all. It's no, it just sort of. Well, depends on your depends on your brand, I guess. Generally speaking, they just sort of wander about. Mm. We're drinking something called Triple Smoke. It's fierce. Oh. It's a fierce taste. It is It is worth a try. It is very gentle to start. Mm-hmm. And then it creeps up on you in an alleyway and takes your wallet. Yeah, just oh, it kicks at the back fucking door, doesn't it? Yeah. Smashes the back doors right in. Um, it keeps re- it keeps reloading uh, Discord. Would you like me to carry on with the question? Yeah, Slightly quest- I'll be Quizmaster You'd be Quizmaster, yeah, you'd be Quizmaster. Okay, Dave Chan asks, what's the best way to make something in D&D... Can- when D&D pops up, can we just ro- read RPGs? That is kind of how, how we roll. Yeah. But I mean, maybe it's specifically D&D. Maybe. Okay. Actually, how, what's the best way to make something in RPGs actually scary, frightening, or horrific? <laughs> see, see, I think this, this refers specifically to D&D, because I, it's kind of easier in other games to make things scary. Because How? Well, most horror relies on the threat of violence. Yep. The threat of peril, we'll say. And in Dungeons and Dragons, your hit points are plentiful and abstracted to the point when you can't off someone in one round with level appropriate foes. Yeah. Whereas in most every other game, there is a chance you can off someone in one round. However slim, but it, it is there. Yeah. yeah. And and like generally when you hit zero hit points you go down and then you sort of make some saving throws and the cleric comes over and puts his hand on your face when you get back up. He <laughs> just gently rubs you. Come on, up, 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 shh, 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 up, get buddy back in the yeah. fight. Um, Lazy. <laughs> I'd like to have a cleric who's one of those little guys who sits in the corner of a boxing match. You know the ones? <laughs> the guy, they, they have that's the towel, snowy they have from, the towel um, in the bucket. Tintin? No, that's the dog. <laughs> yeah, um, I think his name was Snowy from... Rocky? Rocky. I've never seen the Rocky films. No, not very good. I don't really like watching Stephen Stallone, sorry, Sylvester Stallone act. No, because... What, whatever he calls it. it. it it's <clears> mainly what it, what it is, is left side of face up, yeah. right side of face up. Did he have a stroke? Two. Two? One on both oh, sides. wow. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a hell of a day. <laughs> um, so, in D&D, you can't effectively threaten people. Um, and I think that what you'd have to do is send it off to their friends. Yeah, I mean, there's always the the NPC mm. that they love. The whole bat, although like the whole Batman two boats trick, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Rust monsters. Yeah, take take their magic items. Their stuff. Yeah, yeah that's a bit. Oh, and like, and that's the thing. Like, like the thing which people really care about in D and D is levels. And so you used to have like whites, whites which would take levels, and fuck that. It's just an arse. It's like the yeah. last three months don't mean anything numerically. Yeah, like I have, I have to go and kill some. I have to go scrub around and kill some gobs now. Yeah, back to killing rats in a basement. I suppose the way you would make it, the way you would make something actually scary, is you make it very high level, or like you make it a hard fight for the players, mm-hmm. and then you require them to fight the thing. They have to fight the thing to save their town. They have yeah. to fight the thing to get the antidote. They have to fight the thing to defuse the bomb. Plus, honestly, like you should be doing something similar to that all the time. Um, not to such a degree. Yeah. But you should be putting them up against stuff that's slightly harder, so they have to think tactically yeah. rather than just I hit him with sword. I, I hit the thing. Yeah. Like, well, hang on. How, how are we going to deal with this problem? Yeah. And also, like, how can we? One of my favorite things about D and D specifically, and also like looking more at the OSR thing, is how can we rig this fight in our favor before it all kicks off? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. can we make traps? Can can we push people into things? Well, I mean, that's one of the things we did with Unbound mm. that nobody really clocked. Oh yeah, I think um, I didn't clock it. <laughs> <laughs> is that you're supposed to do a lot of preparation before you fight a legendary monster? Right. Yes, because you learn about the because the idea the idea yeah. is, and it says it in the book. Yeah, that you're supposed to seed how the monster works. By putting them up against earlier monsters in the hierarchy, which, which so so, so like, game design chat, yeah, game design chat here. We wrote our legendary monsters first in Unbound. So legendary monsters are kind of like uh, like they're like dungeon bosses in an MMO, I guess. Like like yeah, like end of yeah. If, if, you, if you imagine the, the raid bosses, yeah, they're complex fights with mechanics. And so we and and like there's things like uh, there's the, th- the the twice born queen. Yep. Who um who has lost souls which march on from different from different edges of the map and if 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 one of the lost souls touches her she heals. Yeah, which is a fairly standard MMO yeah. trick. But not not something you commonly see in role playing games mainly because it's you know admin. And so we we wrote those and then we took that and then powered it down yeah. for the elites and then powered it down for the troops yeah. and then basically and- did nothing for the mook levels. Yeah, things. so so the mook levels were very basic but then as you went up each tier they got maybe one of the abilities of the legendary. Mm. So you only had to deal with one thing at a time. Um, but it was all about preparation and about getting yourself ready to fight a legendary. And people are like, I went up against legendary, everybody died. Yeah. They didn't know what to do. Yeah. Did you read the bit that explained <laughs> it? Did you Did you put them up against any other monsters in the hierarchy? No. No, no, it was a second game. I mean, also, like, the thing, the thing like, I, I don't think we, we um, signposted it dramatically well. In that, it's it's a very abstract cinematicy game. You're really yeah. enjoying that whiskey. This is so good. I'm giving it a little hug. <laughs> it's right up your alley. Oh, it's perfect. It's like it's like petrol. Yeah. So I think I think there's that. I think like D and D gives you a lot of levels you can play with. But also, if you want to make a big scary game, there's other games you can play. Let's, like, don't try and do it in D and D. Let's say you've got one of the scary games that's designed to be scary. Fear itself. How do you then make that game scary? How do you how, how do you inject fear into it? And well, horror. Oh well, this is a spooky Halloween episode, isn't it? We exactly. Talk about that. Um, there is my, one of my favourite phrases. I don't know whether I mentioned it on the podcast before. Is body envelope violation? I, I don't know if you have, but it's definitely cropped up a lot in our. So it's 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 one of the so it's 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 one of the core um, elements of disgust in humans. Whereas, like we we understand that our body is a perfect finite whole. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, but so, why we might feel disgust, like when we like when we put poisons in our mouth, or like when we smell something that's bad, is because we feel like violating our body. Yeah. But also, um, if you see inside someone's body. Or like if you like if you if you like if if you like hold open your mouth and, and and like and like show someone like the shape of your skull and your jaw, there's something kind of unsettling about that. Yeah, yeah. Because and like when you can see down somebody's throat. Yeah, don't like that. Like you see Not that little uvula go yeah. freaking out. Like stop that. Yeah, because you forget you've got one. And so and so to have that 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 that, that envelope that that shield broken is one of my core elements of horror. Uh, which is why I always like putting fingers in mouths. <laughs> you know, fingers in eyes, nodes, and mouths. Yeah. Um, zombies coming in, and like, and like, even if they don't do damage, they just sort of like put, put like, like they put their thumb in your mouth, and that's gross. Because, because like, I've never been eviscerated by a zombie, but I've had some cunt put their thumb in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I didn't like it, and I don't want it to happen again. 
Much less somebody who is decomposing. Yeah, very much so. Um, so getting up in people's faces, getting up in their bodies is fun. But I think it's hard because you've got you've got the ability to break it and have a bit of a giggle. Yeah, mood and tone yeah. is is very important, especially if you're trying to do like a one shot horror episode. Yeah, it is genuinely worth dimming the lights. Yeah, definitely. and things like that. Um, just get everybody so that they're on the same page and like mm-hmm. this is a horror game. This isn't Monty Python quote time. Yeah. Um, and once everybody kind of bought in then you can do that slower creeping dread mm. um, especially if you've got a game with say only one monster in it yeah you go you go you know you go the amnesia route of if run and hide it, yeah. <clears throat> or like like or the alien route of find the thing that can hurt it yeah yeah um and that means that they're going to be incredibly tense when making sneak checks yeah in D. I really uh, wish i could find a way to make sneak checks exciting it I is, haven't got that yet. It is difficult. I haven't worked out what the thing is it, without making them massively overcomplicated. Yeah. Or dull. Because yeah, it's, 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 it's like, do you want to fight? Well, not really. All right, roll me dice. If you get ten up, you don't have to have a fight. The way we the way we normally do it is is we make them simple, so they're an intrusive. I yeah. Mean, if you look at Spire's sneak, mm. it's a simple check with th- threat of loss. Yeah, and it's it's, it's like like you 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 you're, you're going to arouse suspicion. There's definitely, and it's and it's it's not just you failed to get in here, but this is the yeah. this, this is what's happened. It's that you, you might get yeah. in there, but you leave something behind. Yeah. you leave evidence. You do something like that. How would you make a game scary? Well, I've kind of talked about it a bit about setting that mood and tone, mm. um, and trying to get again everybody on on the same page. Yeah, and once you get everybody together, like right, we can do a horror game. That yeah. means this. this it's means spooky. F- spooky. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier to build that dread to work from the ground up as a sort of your first your first scene can be very banal, yeah, and then your next scene can be the bins get knocked over. The next scene, oh, a raccoon, that's the monster. Um, <laughs> There's um, that's that's an interesting point you're raising. There's, you know, Dead of Night. Yeah, uh, they have a mechanic called tension. Yep. which is really clever. Uh, please, uh, listener, please read Dead of Night. Friend, sorry, not listeners. Uh, please read Dead of Night. It's a wonderful game, and it has a mechanic called tension. Which at tension five, um, it was a raccoon. At tension ten, it was something bigger than a raccoon. Then it got away. At tension fifteen, it's three dogs tied together, <laughs> but like stapled together by a horrible madman. All of them talking backwards. Yeah. I think also, like, like one of the most important things in establishing horror, um, we've talked a little bit about the magic circle mm. in games, in that you establish a, a place where it is where you are free to explore, where you're free to behave in different ways from normal, and that's fun. Um, the issue with the horror magic circle is that it's much more difficult to maintain, so I think making sure that you have the capacity to, like, so Chris was saying, dim the lights earlier, you could, so that like, you can light candles. Yes. You can make sure that you eat first. You can make sure, like, like rather than getting up and going and like getting a bottle of wine, you've got a bottle of wine on the table. Like, everything's there and you can stay in that space. And when you leave, there's almost, like, the sensation of leaving the bubble. Yeah. Uh, like, so, like, if you're if you're having a really nice time and hanging out with someone, and it's like, oh, I've got, I've, I've got to go to the shops and get and get more beer... It's like that's going to ruin this, yeah. Because you're going to leave that bubble, and so you have to maintain that. As, as your GM, I think, as a GM, your job is to try and allow the players to let themselves feel scared. Yes, that's key, mm. and it means that you can actually put in jump scares. Yeah. Once once you get everybody on that level, I mean, if you've been talking to them long enough, and in in a softer voice, 
is really good for horror. Yeah. Drop, to, drop, just drop down a little bit and just, just talk a little bit. Like there's a, and there's a house and the windows are cracked, and and then you can slam your hand yeah. on the table as hard as you can. Yeah. And they will, they will jump. I definitely recommend slamming your hand on the table as hard as you can. I ran, I ran a dark horror, I ran a dark horror, a dark heresy horror one shot. Yeah. Uh, for my players, and it was a, it was kind of a dreamscape thing, but the players didn't know it was a dreamscape. So they all woke up and they had horrendous dreams, which I'd written down on on little bits of paper and gave them to them. Always fun. Uh, always fun. That was back when back when I had a desk job, so <laughs> I, I had time some, to do that. Need somebody to distract myself from it. Um, and I wrote them down, and they had that, and, I, and like I just I just asked like, "What do you do?" And so they, they sort of described their interaction with, the, with with these things, and it was sort of preying on their own fears. Yeah. And then I knocked twice on the table. I was like, "Wake up, acolytes! Rise and shine!" And that was their that was their inquisitor coming to wake them up yep. to do the thing. And so they went in and knocked through this this uh, this, this this block, uh, the, the, the the apartment block that had been taken by chaos. And then when the last one of them got crushed to death and, and ordered an orbital bombardment on top of himself, I was knock knock, wake up, acolytes, rise and shine. But they they still had the evidence on them that they'd taken. <laughs> Excellent. So it was so it, it wasn't useless or anything. Like they still yep. learned about the cult, but they'd seen it through. Wow, well, I nicked it from uh, I think it was from Four Chan actually. Really? Still that different. Yeah, some time so. ago then. Yeah, a long time ago. <laughs> uh, fuck, I was reading Dark Heresy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, knocking on the table um, and using like ritual phrases and trigger words and having like uh, I, when I ran, when I ran for itself for you, I kept using the word flicker. Yeah. Whenever like whenever the bad person was there, I kept saying the word flicker and the lights flicker, and it didn't quite work because we had a bad player. That that happens, <laughs> but keywords and yeah. And like, if you describe the monster the same way each time, yeah, when you see it only partially, like as you say, flickering, yeah, then they get keyed to the fact that that word is fear, yeah, that word is a bad word. Pavlovian responses mm. ring a bell every time you take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine did. Um, he had, and he used to broadcast AM radio signals and give us an AM radio with static noises on for for a Silent Hill game. So for, yeah, it sounds Silent Hilly. And just to have the capacity to have um, to have that. And like, and, like, and he and he didn't say, and there's a big monster around here. He just he he, he just sort of smile at us and turn the dial, and it would come up, and it was a great way of building tension. Yeah, and plus it's white noise. Mm. So you can listen to it for as long as you want. Well, it was white noise, but also there was some like laughing and screaming children in there. Oh, okay. I have a question for you. All right then. What's a good curse to lay on your players? Asks fans. <sighs> coughing up moths. Coughing up moths. You just always default to coughing up moths. Maybe they crawl out your eyes. <laughs> Maybe there's one in your ear. Hey, it's great. You see moths. Moths everywhere for everyone. Because they don't do anything. Moths are us. Moths are us. Moths are us. It's like it's not like bees. Like, well, that's a bad thing, but at least I've got honey now. Yeah. Yeah. And also, it's not petty, you know? It's like a lot of curses are like, oh, you know what, re-roll that 20. Plus you've got the soul symbolism of moths. Yeah. Is that butterflies? Butterflies, moths, yeah. anything yeah. like that. Yeah, same thing. Okay. I, I don't use curses very often. Neither do I. No. I mean, mainly because I can't think of a good one. I can't do good witchy curses because I can't do a rhyme. No, my God, they have to rhyme, don't they? Well, they don't have to rhyme, but it makes more sense if they rhyme. Riddle dee dee and riddle diphilis. <laughs> oh, my God, God, have I contracted syphilis? Precisely. No curses. Curses are a bad thing. Um, I think the, the the fun part of curses is knowing that you've got one. Yes. But, 
So, uh, other than that, it turns out it feels a bit like deck of many things. Yeah. It's a bit of an arbitrary yeah. arse ache you've got to deal with. Arbitrary arse Rather than something fun. DJM asks, why you become a lich when vampires are always pretty? Is it leech? Lich? It's lich, lich. isn't it? Yeah. Because you don't have... Well, as a lich, you don't technically have any downsides aside from your phylactery. You are a skeleton. You are an skeleton. However, you are a powerful wizard. Right, but you're a skeleton. But you're a skeleton. But you live forever. What sort of vampires? Vampires need to keep eating blood. I suppose so. Like as a lich, you can just stop hmm. and and hang out in your in your in your tomb. It just it just seems like a bit of a downer, you know. Like what are you going to do after? Vampires are still going to parties and stuff. That is very true. At least you can go out as a vampire. As a lich, you're just sort of like a hovering skull. I mean, isn't there one which is like is, is it like the de- what's the like the ascended lich or something? Lich, yeah. Oh, there's there's white, this white spawn. White spawn, which is a which is a floating head thing. Okay, so I'm just, uh, you can hear the monster mowing in here. Actually, looking it up. Yeah, because it's just it's just a floating head, which is like I think the worst thing to be. Yeah, I mean, you can cast spells, but you can't do anything interesting. You can't. Well, you can still smooch. No, you can't. You've got any lips. You can bang your teeth into theirs, <laughs> which is less fun than advertised. It's pretty sexy. They've got paralyzing touch, some spells, a frightening gaze, and they can do something called disrupt life. And re- there you go. Just really bother you. <laughs> ah, I thought you were taking the B72 to Ipswich, did you? <laughs> Looks like it's the C23. Enjoy this. (laughs) What, you mean the plane of hell? No, it's near Ipswich. Do you know Colchester? (laughs) You'll get to know it very well. Diversion. You have been disrupted. Adventurer, check your pockets. Where are your keys? (laughs) Did you have an oyster card? Looks like someone's forgotten to feed their dog. <laughs> someone's paying for the tray. <laughs> Liches are more powerful, but anyone can become a vampire, right? Like, you have to be an incredible yeah. wizard to become a lich. Yes, like, there's a lot of work to become a bony asshole. You just have to get the wrong boyfriend to become a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> as, as many coming-of-age dramas have taught us. Yeah, definitely. I Which would you rather be? Vampire. Yeah, vampire, right? Every time. Well, mm. Okay, let's. So you're a powerful spellcaster, right? Let's assume you're a top level. Oh, spell I'm already caster. a powerful spellcaster. No, no, no. You, if, if you're a lich, you've got to be a spellcaster. Yeah, you've got a high level wizard. So you can do things like disguise self, glamour, that sort of thing. You can look like a normal human. Yeah. And then you can walk around normally during the day, even which vamps can't do. Yeah, but I'm still skeleton. You are still skeleton, and you can't feel anything. Yeah. Like all everything on me that's skin is gone. I think it would be okay if we didn't both like eating so much. Yeah. And I mean, there's not a lot of opportunities for hot dickens <laughs> as a lich, is there? <laughs> Let's be brutally honest here. You'd have to summon a dick. And that's not cool. It's kind of cool. I mean, if you're in need of a dick. I think I think it's... it's Well, if you're in need of a dick and you don't have a dick, and, you know, some people do need dicks. And don't have them, weren't born with them. So being able to summon a dick, pretty cool. Yeah. However, I think it would probably look a bit like the back end of a Bodenagger. <laughs> <laughs> like a rattlesnake's tail. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm ready, merchant, I'm ready, come through. Come with me. Come with me. <laughs> Just playing a flute to get it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I'm Jeremy Sorry, this doesn't normally happen. I'll, I'll be right back. This happens every time. Come on. Link, Link. <laughs> I think that was Saria's song. <laughs> oh, the one to summon a horse. Epona, uh, what the fuck? Get the fuck right here. Yeah. Now it's Zelda's hat. Why is it weird? She looks like a nun. Epona, Epona, get the fuck right here, Epona. That's that, yeah. Okay, good. I'm yeah. glad. There's words. Down up right, down up right. <laughs> <laughs> N64 magazine used to publish um, tunes for popular music. But on on the, on the on Ocarina of Time's Ocarina, so like, I used, I learned to play Men in Black. <laughs> here come the Men in Black. And you had to bend the notes with the with the joystick. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, that really both classic, tight yeah. and sweet. I could have been talking to girls. <laughs> No, you couldn't. Ask me well, a question. Oh, Jesus, no. ask me a question. <laughs> hey, baby, you want to hear my ocarina? <laughs> Vampire weaknesses, which are good and which are bullshit. Who asked this? This is fans. Fans, okay. This is, this is, this is after the, the vampire question of earlier. Garlic's bullshit. Garlic's bullshit. No one should be denied garlic. Oh, it's delicious. It's objectively pretty much the best thing. Running water's bullshit. Silver's for werewolves. Yes, but I still like silver because silver, the the myth of silver comes out of the fact it's antibacterial. Right, that's kind of fun then. I guess that's and yeah, so that vampire makes, is a disease. Yeah, yeah, so that makes sense for both werewolves and vampires. Yeah. So I'm actually all right with that one. I guess it's kind of fun as well, like to, to, to like to imagine that supernaturalism is a disease which you contract, and, that, and therefore it can be cast out by silver and medicine. Yes, that's kind of fun. It's kind of ballistic medicine. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Running water is is yeah. Also, like the whole sort of like you can't a vampire can't come inside your house unless you ask it. I mean, that's that's about domain and control of area, but yeah, but one... like, but I mean, like people can come in. What happens? That's the thing. Like, I, I think like, and also because like once you go back far enough, all monsters are the same monster. Yeah, and so it would totally make sense for like a fairy queen or like a fairy not be able to come to my house and that's I've asked it because they're bound by these contracts yeah and so you sort of get back to the Ur monster where they're bound by strange rules but a vampire yeah I don't see why I can't just come in my favourite is rice well they have to count it they have to count it I like, I think it's bobbins yeah but also like there's a little part of me that just loves the yeah the oh. infuriating <gasps> nature bugger <laughs> no but it's 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 that compulsiveness mm. It's that compulsive, like, they can't stop. Like, they're angry and they're livid, and they, but they're still one. Have you read Blind Sight? No. It's an interesting book. It's, it's, it's a sci-fi book. Uh, there's, some, there's post-human elements in it, but the idea is that um, humans, uh, the vampires exist. Right. And they are, they've evolved to hunt humans. So, they're, so like, if we're mu- that much smarter than cows, vampires are that much smarter than us. Okay, that's quite a lot so, of smarter. Yeah, so they have, like, savant levels of, of intelligence and the ability to... Um, you know how if I showed you three items, you wouldn't have to count how many items there were? Yeah. Vampires can do that with 50. Because they have incredible spatial reasoning. Right. But unfortunately, that gets disrupted when you show them a right angle, which don't which, which don't come up in nature, which is why you can stun a vampire by showing it across. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's really fun. Like, like And it's it's bobbin science, but they they go into it so hard that they sell it. Yeah. And yeah, and so, and so like... I'm, I'm just bismuth. Like, the reason why... Like, yeah. nature. The reason why I guess the vampires would view that as cursed. But the, the reason why vampires are in the sci-fi novel is because they're they're um they're spaceship captains because they're smart enough to deal with it. Yeah, I they guess can make they all can the decisions. Yeah, 
Um, it's a lovely idea, and so I think I think that vampire weaknesses are fun, but I think fey weaknesses are, are really more my bag. Like being like being come out in a rash when you hear church bells. Yes, that sort of thing. There's there's there's, there's, there's kind of a fun thing. That I dislike this so much; it's bringing me harm. Yeah, and also there's the ability to be completely insane with it. Yeah. Whereas the vampiric ones and indeed werewolf ones mm. make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. They're logical. Yeah. You can just, as you say, like coming out in a rash when you hear church bells. Yeah. Like, I, not, guess, I guess it's because they're unholy and there's noise of... Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's it's internal logic rather than... Or like, can't speak in anything but a rhyme, otherwise they'll die, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I love that. But staking through a heart is a shitty weakness, because that's everything's weakness. Everything needs the heart. Yes, but the whole point is that you can do... Uh, you can decapitate a uh, vampire. Yeah. Or you can put... Or you can stake it through the heart. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, whatever you do to it isn't permanent. Mm. Whereas, if I shot you in the gut... In the leg, I'd probably You'd probably death. die. Yeah. yeah. Whereas they wouldn't. You'd have, you'd have to target the heart you have and to, the head. You have to find the sacred... Thing. The heart and the head. Yeah, there's an old Italian way of killing vampires where you have to, you have to mash a brick into their face. Yeah, yeah, you have to get a brick down their throat. That's wonderful. Which makes like staking look pretty soft. But I mean, also, I mean, that's the logic of that is great because they can't bite you. Yeah, that works for me. I, I, you like, mash the jaw. There's, you know? there's also also like uh, the the special move from Hunter the Vigil Dentistry, where <laughs> like. Two of you hold on the vampire, and the, the other one rips out its um, its teeth with pliers. And it's a special movie that your your um, your cell can learn. Yeah, specific, I think alarmingly so. Yeah, but it's 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 like that's kind of all the vampires have got. Like once you take out their teeth, they're pretty much fucked. No, actually, they, no, they're not needles, are they? They just drink normally, so they, yeah, no, they it's, just, yeah, it's just it's, it's it's, they don't draw it up. It's just yeah. just to rip skin. Yeah, okay, so as long fine. as they got a pocket knife, you're fine. Yeah. It's it's still going to cause them some problems. I then also. Laughed at a vampire society. That's true, and also like they, they probably can't sexually lick the wound shot if they just sort of gash you over the pocket knife. Mm. Mm. Uh, you're doing, baby. <laughs> Hit me with a question. Uh, what things have you made unintentionally horrifying? Spiders. Spiders. As we that was intentional, about. but they were all bad. I'm not really sure. To Do you remember that guy killed a child in that Wushu game. Like like right out the bat, he st- like we were playing a light-hearted game of like um of like uh, ga- gaslight fantasy uh, like so uh, t- turn of the century fantasy. Oh yeah, and he he described himself as an inventor with big boots, and he turned out and and like, I was role playing a child. He's like, oh, excuse me, Mister, you look up with despair. I kick the child to death. Holy shit! What? What? You've really misread this group, buddy. <laughs> You've just jumped to some conclusions. Yeah, about wow. us. You've jumped people. over a shark and onto a child's face, killing it. <laughs> There's been stomping. I don't. Mm, I don't think I've ever, ever made anything unintentionally horrifying. And if I have, I've forgotten because I'll claim I was doing it intentionally. Exactly. That's the problem. Um, I remember. I remember a policeman pissing through a letterbox. That was horrifying. Oh god. Yeah. Just like smashing his badge against the window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He. Well, that was that was, that was the, one of the characters from our favorite self game, who was a people smuggling uh, corrupt police officer, which I thought would be a fun edgy thing to put in. But I was wrong. <laughs> I was 20, I think it was 20 or 21 years old. And I wrote that. I, I a wrote decade that ago. A decade ago. Fuck me. <laughs> fuck me. A decade ago, and I had a people smuggling corrupt police officer as, as, as the player character, which I thought would be fun because like, he, he had a lot of power in the group, and I thought it would be fun to see that um, difficulty. 
but it just meant that once once a session he went and took some money off off people for smuggling vulnerable women out of, out of Eastern Europe and into the sex trade. Yeah, and we never really, never really got his comeuppance or explored that. No, 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 because you were fighting supernatural horrors at the time. Yeah, there were bigger fish to fry right there. Jesus, yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad I've grown as a person. Very much so. Mm. So yeah, that's unintentionally horrifying. There you go. I guess that was just Phantom. I mean, I, we don't like to like name. We don't, like, don't like to name names in this podcast. But fuck you, Phantom. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real bellend. I hope you heard that. <laughs> Give me a question. In a world of spell slots and easy magic, how do we spooky up r- r- rituals? Spooky up rituals. Spooky up. <laughs> That's from DJM, who doesn't understand the what sp- a spooky is. Spooky means kind of a semi-on. Yeah. <laughs> Nursing a spooky. Um, you take half the spells out of the game, and so you can only get these if you do terrifying... Tilts. Tilts. Yeah, you do tilts from their armies, basically. And an army tilts... If you need to know how to do magic in any game ever, read on an army's tilts. If you want, yeah. If you want to make, if you want to make magic scary, you can't have it as a thing. Like that's the thing. I think another problem which we've got here is we're trying to solve all of our problems through the lens of Dungeons and Dragons, and it can't do everything. No, it doesn't have spooky magic. It's not designed to do everything. One of the core, okay. one of the core character classes is a fucking warlock in a good aligned party. What do you do? Well, well, I, I made a deal with um, with, one, with one of the infernal princes maybe of hell. Maybe demons, maybe elementals, maybe oh. the spaces between stars. Oh, maybe, maybe Kate Blanchett from Lord of the Rings one. Maybe Tilda Swinton, just maybe. normal Tilda Swinton. Yeah, She's no. that powerful. Yeah, Jesus. Um, the warlock in my D&D game has, has a bond with um, the Goblin King. <laughs> it's a bond with David Bowie. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you can't, it's not scary, it's okay. It's it's fantastical and awesome, but it's not going to work. You want Shadow of the Demon Lord for that shit? Yeah. Um, or... Fuck. Which has corrupt powers. What was the one? Uh, yeah, it's a whole, whole like, corrupt line of magic. What was that steampunk one where, you, where all, all healing was terribly detrimental to the caster? Iron Kingdoms. Iron Kingdoms, where if, if, if you cast Bring Person Back to Life, it basically ruined your life. Yeah. Yeah. Cracking. Yeah. Incidentally, like just Iron Kingdoms is not a great RPG. It's got boglins, sorry, boglars, boglar, which I like. Who like like big big tubby goblins who bake robots, which yeah. I like. But mm-hmm. read their divine powers. Yeah, they are totally worth the price of admission mm. because they're bastards to you mm. just for casting a single divine spell. Yeah, I like that. I think I, I think that I think because D and D has to be balanced, then you have to have balance spells at different levels it's like no I want horrible arcane secrets that drive me mad but solve the problem yeah you that's know? how it is that's like Call of Cthulhu I mean that's why if you look in Trail of Cthulhu there's a supplement called Rough Magics mm. which is how you how you copy over Call of Cthulhu spells mm. to a good system the trail yeah yeah and it's just oh I lose everything I lose dots from everything <laughs> Well, yeah, you're casting a spell you're not meant to. Yeah. You, you can't pronounce the words properly. You're, 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 you're fucking up reality. Yeah, it's got, there's going to be problems with it. You're futzing with everything. We did this with the with the demons in Spire, actually, because we, we, we were toying with what demonology did for a long time. We were trying to write rules. And we couldn't quite get there. And eventually, we basically made it so demons are your best friend. Yeah, we turned them into bonds. It's just, it's just, it's just an NPC relationship, but more powerful than any other NPC relationship. And the sort of fallout it it, it, it inflicts on you is it, catastrophic. It can, it can, it, like I think one of the low level fallouts is one of your friends dies. Yeah, and then it goes up there like you can permanently lose the ability to ever cast magic again and just burn out your head, which is yeah, ca- kind would, of a blessing. 
Yeah, we've actually used it as a plot line as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have, yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, there's, there's some fun stuff to be had with that. I think that you just can't do it in D&D. Yeah. It's just not a thing. Like, like, run it in a different system. That's know? fine. Like, yeah. You don't, you don't take a Fiat Punto in, 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 a, in an F1 track. I think you know? once I understand how many pounds of force my mage hand can exert, it's no longer magic. <laughs> it's just science at that point. It's an, it's an enthusiastic long point. When the system tells me how long it is before I recover from fatigue in minutes, mm-hmm. I don't care no more. Yeah, that's how much I read of Ars Magica today. Look, it was it was from ninety two, man. It was a different it's age. Di- yeah, it's a different age. It's very very different. Twenty year ago, actually, we showed more. Mm. Twenty five year ago, we sh- I, I showed Chris. Uh, I've got quite a few Ars Magica books of a friend and showed them to Chris. And uh, no. I just flipped to the fatigue it's not, section. It's not, it's not for us. No. It's for people who really care about rules. Yep. All right, give me a question. Give you a question. Where wolves? Um, in hidden tunnels beneath the city. Ooh. Mm. Why are they there? Catacomb Paris. Yeah, wolves in the catacombs of Paris. That's actually quite a fun plot. Eating, line. like eating, eating the fresher bodies, and also like like the grove tenders are going missing, yes. and there's, uh, there's. Feral children are going down there and being raised by the wolves. And a sort of Romulus and Remus sort of thing. Yeah, kind of Romulus and Remus. Also a, a bit of Princess Mononoke sort of thing. Right, gotcha. Uh, and so the children aren't... Like, the children are about as intelligent as the wolves, but they can pass as humans, so they're doing things like... like They can go up to the surface world and mess with things. So you've got, you're got you fighting on two fronts. Also, it's feral kids, so you can't really fight them properly. You have to try and, you know... They're also werewolves, which you can't them. fight properly. Well, no, he didn't say werewolves. He said werewolves. Yes, true. So I'm just assuming normal wolves and your common or garden feral wolf child. <laughs> Maybe they're led by a werewolf. <laughs> Maybe one. Thanks, Will. Thanks, Who Will. just couldn't resist. Mm, fair. Uh, Zerilli asks, skeletons or zombies? No. Which I think is actually quite an interesting they, question. Well, I think we could break this one down for quite a while. Break it down. Break it, break it down. I, break it. I, I like a skeleton because you get to use the word skeleton. The equivalent is Zomble. Which I don't like. No, you don't like I don't care much. for it. No. <sighs> Skeletons are a more professional operator than a zombie. They don't smell. Yep. They're not getting worse at their jobs the longer they stick around. Surely, over time, a zombie becomes a skeleton. So it's an overtime thing. But the thing is, a skeleton, when mm-hmm. viewed in popular media, mm-hmm. is generally fairly smart. Yeah. It can use a weapon. It can use doors. Yeah. It might. It, it might even have some sort of memory of its previous life. But crucially, it, it can sword fight. Yeah. Like it has that that a degree of spatial awareness yeah. and that at least memory of talent. I suppose zombies are like beasts and skeletons are like troops. Yes, that's a good way of putting it. I wouldn't have like I, like I could definitely imagine filling a room full of zombies as part of a trap, but I wouldn't like have them on my front lines, as it were. I wouldn't have them doing special executions. But conversely, I wouldn't have an apocalypse of skeletons. I would have an apocalypse of zombies. Although, rapture happens. Well, I mean, rapture happens. All the souls get taken up to heaven. Skeletons are left down there. They're like, what? And now they run the world. I mean, it's like that Beyonce s- song. Said it post nuclear. Who run the world? Skeletons. You know that Beyonce song? Yeah, I'm big, I'm big on Beyonce. <laughs> Said it post nuclear. Said it post nuclear. Well, because they're all just turned to skeletons. Yeah, just That's the blast yeah. turns them to skeletons, yeah. and they somehow just just sort of get knocked back and then yeah. sit up. Or like, I, 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 they don't even get knocked back. 
Like they're there. Or just the, the meat gets knocked <laughs> off them. Through them. And then, and then they sort of stumble forward we and both, now they're evil. We both just do exactly the same gesture for the meat gets knocked <laughs> off them. Uh, well done. <sighs> um... I think Chris is actually actually represents the longest relationship I've had in my life. <laughs> you don't count my parents. <laughs> True. Um, it's thanks it's, it's thanks to games that Chris and I wrote that I got married. You're so pretty. I'm afraid. Um, skeletons professional. Skeletons are funnier than zombies. Definitely funnier. They're further from humans. Although. Dead Rising would have you believe that zombies are funny. Well, no, big hats are funny, <laughs> and you can put them on, and you can put them on a zombie. You can put them on anything. Do you remember? Do you remember in Dead Rising? If you took, if you knocked over a lady zombie in a short skirt and took a picture of her, you got extra points for taking an upskirt picture. Yes, I do. That sort of game. That's problematic, isn't it? Because she's dead. That's like, and it's like, oh, how sexy! I love it. Yeah. Vagina. Mmm. Well, g-string, I think, or some sort of thong. Yeah. It, yeah. There were, there were a lot of issues with that game. Like, It'd be that, bad for that, the... Yeah. That, honestly, that was the least of the issues. The core mechanic of well, you have to die over and over and fuck up the plot until you can do the plot properly. Also, it's timed. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it has to be timed, otherwise you lose all threat. But. You can't hope to do it within the time unless you do it a load of times to level up your character with PPs. PP. Powerpoints. Powerpoints. At which point you can maybe finish the game, but then you just sort of cash it in and try it. I don't want to do the first bit of the game again, Capcom. Shower of dicks. We played Dead Rising. Was it three or four we played? Three, four is now, yeah, is it? Four yeah, it, was, it was three it was we three. played. Yeah, we got it cheap on PC and Chris was like, Dead Rising 3 is out. It's cut. We can have a laugh with this. We, we, a bit of a giggle. I was, what, is it like seven fifty, ten quid each or something? Seven pounds. Seven pounds. Bought that, bought that. I think we lasted a full 15 minutes before we decided that actually what we wanted to do was go birthday shopping for our mum and we were yep. brothers. And we managed to find a stack of presents. <laughs> and we carried that stack of presents an inordinately long way well, through the game. We had to find our mum's house, which meant find any woman who was a survivor. <laughs> In the end, we thought we'd found our mum... Yeah. But it was actually a man. Yeah, and our mum was dead on the floor next to him. And our mum was dead on the floor next to him, so you grenaded him. Yeah, well, he didn't die, so I assume he was God. He was some sort of plot. Yeah. Um, Don't play Dead Rising. No, Jesus, no. I mean, maybe the second one. That's okay. I haven't played the second one. It's all right. It's not great. You have to keep giving your your daughter uh, anti-zombie medication, otherwise she turns. Oh. Yeah. Point is, I think skeletons are... Have more variety. You can also get things like, um, you know what? Zombies are scarier, I think. Skeletons are clean. That's true. I mean, you've got you've I mean, got threat you can... of open wounds being a problem in zombie o- games. Also, like um, like communication of the virus as well. Like you're not going to catch skeletonism. No, that's what I mean. There's like, already like one in there. An open wound is a problem because you you can get infected. What if you caught skeletons? So a skeleton bites you. I'm feeling a bit piggy. <coughs> Skin explodes off. Yeah, for something you cough up the whole skeleton. And he's like, are you ready? Puts on a top hat and cane. Yeah. Yeah. This is the problem. Why, like, if, if we record in person, we both did a great dance there. And I was gonna say <laughs> we'll remember it for always. Now you see, that is, that is an interesting horror idea. If, if if you get bitten by a skeleton within a couple of hours, you will vomit up your own your own malicious skeleton. Who will then kill you? How how do skeletons stay together? 
That's never really covered. Magic and tendons. It's not tendons. Magic. Yeah. It just Wizards seems, did it. It just seems like quite they're quite a ubiquitous thing. To have, like, how's your hand stay on? I just really want it to. That's where it was before. <laughs> I just assume it's there. Um, I I think I'll always pick skeletons over zombies, mainly because skeletons aren't really in popular media anymore. Well, the next question is from Will, who has okay. anticipated that. Oh, okay. And has then said, how to make zombies interesting? Hmm. Tiger zombies. <laughs> You know, actually, animal zombies probably isn't a bad shout. Well, there's dog zombies, which are which are like dog zombie Dobermans from Resi. From Resi, I think they came in Resi Two, Resi One, Resi One, Resi One, Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah, those horrible like licky dog things. Yeah, nasty things. Like when you first walk up and there's like there's a dog house. Oh, great, lovely dog house. Maybe there's a fun Snoopy in here for me to be buds with. Maybe there's a camera angle that means I can't see what's eating me. The. So what, what, one of the other interesting things you've got is in the fantasy world is 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 like minotaur zombies. Yeah, which Mine's are gross. Dragon zombies. Yeah, well, it's Yeah, and under, and under no, but dra- dragon yeah. zombies, dra- zombies like, yeah. it vomit like, like like rather than uh, breath weapon, it vomits up hordes of zombies. But it's it. Yeah, maybe it vomits up like zombifying gas. Maybe it's, like, it's 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 like a plague carrier thing, rather yeah. than bombing up a load of zombies. I know, just just like the idea. There's this like broken. Oh, and it's got a big swollen belly. Swollen full of belly, and oh, it's dragging kind of, yeah. itself along, and then it does. Hello, Dark Souls. Yeah, and it does that kind of the breath weapon animation, <laughs> like, like a cat puking. Like, yeah, and then it just pours out these zombies. Oh, like wet half zombies out of its guts. Yeah, that just crawl along the floor, and that's yeah. Because because well, what does it eat? I guess it eats flesh. Yeah, it eats people whole, and they become zombies in it its guts. zombies in its tum tum. Oh, in its tum tum. That's where zombies are from. Mm, mm. Dragon zombie tum tum. I, I, that would be fucking terrifying. Like, like, <laughs> but like, but like, okay, so like, like zombies, popular first level monster in D and D. Yeah. On the horizon, you see the fucking zombie dragon coming over, and it's super slow, and it's coming towards your belly, dragging its enormous distended belly. It can't like, fly. Yeah, no, Jesus, it can't fly. Its wings have rotted away to almost nothing, and it's sort of limply dragging itself along. And occasionally, like a sheep comes near it, and it it, it sort of lurches into life and stuffs the sheep in its mouth, and then carries no. on. Zombie sheep, sheep. Zom- I don't, I don't like zombie sheep. That that seems like a, like a that... comedy horror film in Wales. That is a comedy horror film in Wales. In New it? Zealand, New Zealand, right? Black yeah. sheep. Oh, okay, yeah. Not bad, okay. actually. Genuinely, not bad. Have you seen that that comedy horror film? Where they have to get drunk to fight them in Ireland. No, there's like there's a that there's, sounds fantastic. Yeah, so like like they're, they're, they're sort of tentacle monsters which um, which inhabit you and like you can't see them or you can't fight them unless you get drunk because like there was there was an old vampire hunter myth that you had to get drunk to see vampires. Yeah, um, because like that sort of let you exist between worlds as it was as it was of it, so you could, you could see them and fight them. And I quite like the idea of having. Well, so, and so it's it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a, it's a call and radio show. People start calling and talking about these things, and so to actually fight the things, they have to get blind drunk and go out and brawl. We should watch that. We, sh- we yeah. should we should that's, definitely watch that because you like horror films and I like alcohol. Yeah, oh, I like alcohol. Yeah, too. that's well, but you really like horror films. Mm. I don't really watch them. I get spooked. I've watched so many this month. Yeah, for some what? reason I rewatched Hostel last night. I've not seen Hostel. It doesn't lure me in. It's not a great film. It's just like people getting killed, right? Yeah, it's torture porn. Right. Well. It's torture porn without the finesse of Saw. What's the thing? Like, Saw has the, has the sort of, oh, how would I get out of this one? Or like, yeah. oh, what would I do here? And I've, I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Saw series of films are genuinely good. Okay. Agree to disagree. But Hostel is just some people getting killed in a, in a horrible building, right? Yeah. 
I mean, do these people not see normal porn? Because that's quite exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's... And there's lots of it on offer. People paying to, to torture people to death. Oh, oh, I didn't realize. Okay, so it's it's it's, it's like it's like uh, like perverse billionaires. Yeah. Oh, but that I'm kind of into. That's yeah. an interesting plotline for me. Um, and it's 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 got some good moments in it. I'm not going to say it's yeah. a good film. Yeah. But it has some good moments in it. And honestly, as as it goes on, it gets mm. more Fast and the Furious. Good. But <laughs> good. <laughs> you know, you know how the Fast and Furious starts off as fairly mundane. It's street level. I mean, they're stealing fucking TV VCRs yeah. in the first. And film. by the end of it. They yeah. might as well be on a space station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It does that okay. across the progression. Okay. Um, and you get these, like, massively wealthy billionaires sitting in this velvet-lined booth, okay. watching it through plate glass. Okay. And it gets it starts to get more and more ridiculous. Where do you stand it? on The Purge and adjacent films? So, The Purge itself, the first one... And what would you do during The Purge? The, f- the first Purge film... I'd do fraud. <laughs> I would park in a disabled spot. No, you know what? The the, the worst thing, for, until I got an accountant, the worst thing I had to do was fill in my self, uh, my self-employed tax return every year. So I'd fill it in completely false and they couldn't do a fucking thing to stop <laughs> it. I'd just file it during the purge. Genius. Yeah. What about the, you? The first purge. Okay. Good film. Yeah. Every other purge film, bad film. Mm-hmm. I like... I like the. I think I like the mythos of Purge more than I actually like Purge. Yeah. Like I like a whole sort of like the, the thing where the first Purge happens. It's like well, it's a it's a kind of common or gun horror film, honestly. And then the second one happens, and it's more. It really feels like fan fiction. Where they're sort of exploring the wider world. But I like I like the fact that like you can sell yourself to a wealthy family to get kilt, and then that will that will provide for your family. And it's like oh, that's an interesting. I mean, it's a very very much on the nose as far as <laughs> analogies go. Yes. Um, but yeah, as, while we're on horror films, you can get out yet. No, I still haven't. Oh, fuck me, it's good. No, I'm sure it is. Oh, and also, like, as a white person, it's a whole other level of horror. <laughs> it's a whole extra level of problems. Yeah, it's, it's fucking brilliant. Listen, watch Get Out. It's brilliant. Um, just quickly on horror mm. films. Yeah. Um, if you like The Purge and those sort of home invasion mm-hmm. types, watch your next. Oh, is it, that's a vampires, right? No. Oh, okay, no. Not at all. Your next is a gentle version of the purge okay but it is funny as fuck oh great okay it is not it's, it's not a comedy but it's it's funny in some it's ways. funny and yeah. it's, it's it's clever yeah. um and essentially what you get is you get the standard house invasion yeah. nightmare horror some really cool plot twists yeah however one of the people in the house yeah is ex-kgb right okay and she's not um not kgb um spetsnaz spetsnaz yeah and she's she just goes. And she starts fighting back. And she start and she goes, shit! They're invading the house. And she immediately just starts getting nails and boards and starts barricading <laughs> the rooms. And she within seconds she's she's got like an axe to yeah. chop down people. Well, it's, that's, that's just kind of nice. And she just goes over the top. It has it has the sort of like the competency porn. Oh, she's not spetsnaz. Hang on, she, her parents were um, Mossad. No, I'm trying to think apocalypse of cult types. Oh, preppers, preppers. Right, okay. And she's. She goes over the top prepping, mm. and it's it's so funny, good, clever, fun. Great, like okay. it's a horror film that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, take a swig of your of, of this delicious mm. whiskey. Oh, Corsair triple smoke, smoky, buttery, and rich. Oh, hit me with a question. Oh, hit you with a question. If you were an eldritch horror, mm-hmm. what would your personal brand of horrificness be? 
And what ridiculous demands would you place on your degenerate worshippers? I would deal with... Thanks, Dave Chan. Thanks, Dave Chan. Solid. I'd deal with addiction. I think that I would um, I would have a... Sorry. Addiction or diction? Addiction. Okay. <laughs> I, would, I would have one specific way of speaking. <laughs> Everybody must enunciate. I would really like the idea of a cult, which like you have to recruit people to unwillingly by getting them hooked on things, and the more it is, okay. so, so, so like like you yourself have to be addicted to something and then not take it. So you have to be continually denying yourself heroin, but get more and more people taking heroin underneath you to, for power. That's brutal. Yeah. Well, I'm an Eldritch Horror. Yeah. What you got hugs or some shit? Yeah. No, I just I just love people. I really get, do. Actually, come to think of it, mine wasn't Eldritch. That was very personal horror. Yeah. Well, I mean, like once you hit that skill, you've got life, death, and time, right? That's kind of the, <laughs> that's kind of, kind of well, the big uh, three. Shubnigarath, Yogg-Sothoth, and Azathoth. Yogg-Sothoth. Yogg-Sothoth. Pillowy bubbles of time. What you got? What you got, buddy? Well, You're don't. a Cthulhu boy. But I'm trying to think of something that's eldritch. Mm. Rather but, than... But, 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 okay, so... Don't try and think of your own personal brand. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Which is telling for my one. Mm. But don't try and think of your own personal brand. Try and think of how, like, what 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 you'd be interested to inflict on the world. I'd be interested to do. I mean, one of the things that I think that Eldritch Horror should take more advantage of is the internet. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and like mimetic viruses can spread so easily. Mm. I mean, you, you look at how shitty a meme can be these days. And, and it can win an election. <laughs> it can win an election. Yeah. It can do fucking anything. Yeah. How much power could you put behind that? I really like the idea of, of, like, of like the Red Room. And like that, that's, that sort of creepy pasta thing, but that actually is powering something. Yeah. That could be fun. I also, like, aside from addiction, from Eldritch Horror point of view, I'd really like to deal with other worlds. I, I always try and use other worlds in my games. I think they're fun. But I like the idea of pocket dimensions and of like you walk into this house and then, and then you're not on Earth anymore. I fussing with that. I try and avoid other worlds mm. um, because a lot of players can sometimes think they mean that means they matter less. I suppose so. I'm not saying that happens all the time, and with a good group, that's not a problem. But sometimes you run into it, like, oh, it doesn't matter. I'm in another world. Mm. I, th- I think for me, like from from a Halloween point of view, they they're, they're very scary because there's a marooned element to them. Yeah, and it's, like, it's like we can't get out unless we follow the rules of the world or we can't get out unless we do the thing rather than well we can get out the back window we can get out the back door yeah. we can jimmy open we're this, in yeah. somebody else's paradigm right now yeah and, that, and that's, that's, that's a very unsettling feeling of being lost in an island of space and time yeah. marooned on a tiny spit of sand but tonight on this small planet we're going to rock civilization what's that from? Uh, it's the intro to Slam by Pendulum <laughs> there's a big fat man dancing Big no. fat lad. Don't, okay. I've never seen the video. Go shit off. It's great. <laughs> give me a question. Actually, you know what? Don't give me a question. We're going to have a break. Possibly a bacon sandwich. Oh, and a bacon sandwich. And we'll come back and record the second half of this scary episode. Spoop to meet you. To meet you, spoop. So let's do the outro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening. We love you um, in a creepy Halloween way. Spoops. Uh, we're hiding under your bed because we love you. That doesn't sound creepy at all. <laughs> it's kind of creepy. I'm looking through all your things because I love you so much. Man, man, if you if you saw the amount of shit, the amount of cat shit that is under oh. my bed, I presume you. I try and get it out, but it's it's he goes under there a lot. <gasps> I found. I'm in this house. Yeah, well, don't go under my fucking bed. That's where he 
goes <laughs> when, when he gets scared. <laughs> just before recording, just before recording, my cat left a turd in like on on the on the hallway, which I I, I I swear to God was over a foot long. It was longer than him. Yeah, I don't know how that happens physically. Oh my god! And the smell. Jesus. Anyway, point is, we love you. Um, <laughs> thank- I love you more than I love Grant's cat by no. a very long way. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't shit on my floor, I presume. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have a quick break. We're gonna, we're gonna come back and record the second part of this episode. If you've enjoyed what you've listened to so far, have a poodle on over to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends and um, throw us some cashola. <laughs> Or send us more questions on Twitter. Yeah, send us some questions on Twitter, which we like. Um, if, if we can squeeze it out, we're going to try and get a third Halloween episode out of this. <laughs> more Halloween questions. It's just, it, it was just honest. Like, it just actually made people ask questions, which is fascinating. We don't have a theme. So maybe we just need to link it to more um, holidays. Seasonal holidays, yeah. yeah. What Thanksgiving role-playing questions have you got? <laughs> what Harvest Festival role-playing Turkey, questions have you got? better than zombies? Yeah, thank you very much for listening. We love you. We will be back. Uh, we'll, we'll be back in an hour, but we'll also be back in a week's time. So goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.